welcome to the Smart and Hot Podcast, a safe space for soulful, real ass bitches. Welcome to or back to the Smart and Hot podcast. If we haven't met yet, my name is Julia. I am your host, and I hope that you're having a beautiful day or night or morning or whenever it is that you're listening to this episode. I hope that it finds you having a beautiful day. It's actually pretty late at night right now for me. It's like almost midnight, and I'm never even up this late, but. I went to a dance class that started pretty late. It started at like 8.45 and ended after 10. And I just got home like half an hour ago. And I really felt like recording this episode. I felt inspired to record after my dance class. And it just kind of like opened up a channel and sparked some inspiration. And I really felt like... I wanted to sit down and record this episode while I'm in the energy of the topic that I'm going to be speaking about. I got home from class and I was like, okay, we are going to take a nice shower. We're going to light my really nice candle. I have like a series of candles and I light different ones at different times, but I have this really nice Jonathan Adler candle that is literally like a piece of art my boss got it for me actually for our holiday party last year so shout out to my boss because I actually love this candle and it's so beautiful it like looks like a piece of art that's like the best way I can describe it it's like all of these faces kind of like sculpted into a jar but I'm just describing it because it's a beautiful candle and I try not to burn it too often because I want to like savor it and make it last because that is an expensive candle. It's like, it's not a cheap candle. So I'm not about to like go buy that for myself again, at least right now. So I rarely ever burn it, but I decided to burn it tonight because I just felt like I really needed to self-care. And sometimes that means burning an expensive candle. Sometimes that means crying. Sometimes that means going to therapy. Sometimes that means going to a dance class. And I feel like that's kind of what this episode is going to be centered around. And for me, what's been coming up for me recently is I have been just dealing with density and dealing with emotions and trauma and things that are just coming up. And we had this Pisces full supermoon this past week, which was also a blue moon. It's the last full moon of the summertime, I believe. And the energy is just is just a little bit heavy. And I feel like every year around this time of year, as the summer ends and we start to transition into fall, I always feel like I go through so much internal change and transition and I get really nostalgic around the fall time too like it's just a lot of reflecting I always feel like this time of year feels so potent like the energy is so potent because cycles are ending new cycles are beginning this is around like back to school time too so it's just a really like nostalgic kind of energy that I experience and August was 
a very transformative month for me. I feel like I just woke up in so many ways and as someone who has chosen a spiritual path and who has kind of chosen this very growth-oriented, always-evolving approach to how I look at my life, I feel like I am always waking up in a million different ways but something just shifted in me in the month of August and I just felt completely different and I don't really even know how to describe it I felt so much closer to myself and just realized what's important to me and where I want to go and who is important to me in my life and who is supporting me and also realizing who might not necessarily be supporting me or who cannot support me in this season of life. So there's just been a lot of shedding happening and it has brought up some density. So for me, when I speak about density, I am really talking about feelings of depression or feelings of stuckness, lack of creativity, self-doubt, These very heavy feelings that we really all experience. And I have been on a journey with my mental health for as long as I can remember. I look back and I can pinpoint when I was like in grade school still, when I was in like middle school, high school, remembering being depressed, remembering being anxious. And I did not have labels or words or diagnoses to describe what I was feeling back then but it makes sense that now I'm getting this diagnosis later in life because I cannot remember feeling like consistently normal and consistently good for literally my entire life for as long as I can remember and that realization has been so freeing in so many ways and just starting to understand like this is something that I deal with, this is part of me and learning how to cope and through therapy and through medication, learning how to take the best possible care of myself. And as I continue to heal and I continue to learn how to be kinder and gentler towards myself each and every single day, I have gathered a few tips, a few tangible tactics that you can use to be your own best friend. And that is the topic of today's episode, how to be your own best friend when you start to cope with density. I am extremely lucky and extremely grateful to have very kind, supportive friends who really take care of me and really are there for me and show up for me when I need them to but I'm also learning how to be there for myself and I think that when you know how to be there for yourself you know how to experience your own fullness and experiencing your own fullness being fully embodied knowing who you are being grounded and rooted and strong in who you are is really what it means to be smart and hot it means to be the fullest embodiment of you that is unique to you and only you so as smart and hot baddies it is our job to 
be our own best friend. So today I am going to be sharing with you three tips for being your own best friend. These are three tips, but it's also kind of like a three-step process. I like to go through a little mental checklist whenever I start to deal with some heaviness. So for me, heaviness and density shows up as really unkind thoughts about myself, feeling really anxious. I also tend to create narratives that the people that I love don't actually want me around or like want anything to do with me and don't actually like me at all. And obviously I'm putting myself on blast because that is what I do on this podcast. I literally just expose myself. But this is what my internal landscape starts saying to me. This is what my mind, my thought self, my thoughts start saying to me. And as this starts to happen, I notice it. So... What I am in the process of learning is how to just identify what thoughts are actually true and what thoughts are created by trauma or trauma responses or the ego, the inner critic, the inner mean girl. And a lot of times when a thought does not make me feel good, feels very contractive, restrictive, heavy in my body... Usually, it's something that I want to examine. I want to take a look at that narrative that I am creating and take a step back from it and reason with myself and ask myself, like, is this actually true? So the first thing that I do when I start to feel kind of shitty is to just witness what my internal landscape is. So what are my thoughts saying? What is the narrative that I am creating about the feelings that I am currently experiencing? And is this narrative actually valid? Is this narrative actually true? Can I take a step back from it and ask myself if these thoughts that I'm having are even coming from me or are they a projection of something else something deeper that is being remembered by my body and is now being projected onto a situation and creating a narrative about a situation that may or may not actually be true Another way that density or heavy feelings will show up for me is really physically. So I will deal with fatigue, mental ruts, kind of periods of low energy, low motivation, low creativity. And when I don't feel motivated, when I don't feel energized, when I don't feel creative, I feel not like myself and whenever I don't feel my best physically, that actually, I think, brings up even more critical, self-critical narratives because I, of course, love to feel my best. There's so many things that I want to do and there's so many things that I want to spend my time doing. So when I don't have the energy and maybe my body is literally just asking for rest, I have a hard time 
giving myself that sometimes or I will create narratives and I will be angry with myself for not feeling good or for just needing a sec to just chill out. So what I do is I witness my internal landscape. I witness the narratives that I have been creating. So I think just being able to watch yourself and watch your mind and watch the stories that we are constantly creating, if you can just start to observe yourself and observe your thoughts, I think that is the number one step to becoming your own best friend and knowing how to be there for yourself is to be able to witness your own thoughts. Smart and Hot Book Club recommendation, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. I believe that's the name of the author, but the book is called The Untethered Soul. But this concept that he speaks about in the book so beautifully is that we are not our thoughts. We are not the voices that run around in our head all day long. We are the awareness that witnesses them. And this is not to discredit our thoughts because our thoughts are extremely powerful and our thoughts have the power to create our reality. And this isn't to say that everything that we think is wrong, but every thought that we have, I think, is worthy of excavation work to understand where that thought came from. Is that thought actually coming from me? Is that thought coming from the self? Or is this coming from a deeper wound, a place of trauma or an egoic projection? These are questions that we can start to consistently ask ourselves. So as we start to build this awareness surrounding our internal landscape, we can then move on to the second step or my second tip in becoming your own best friend, which is to start being so nice to yourself in your own mind. So when you start to become aware that maybe you have egoic thoughts sometimes, maybe you have mean thoughts about other people maybe you have mean thoughts about yourselves maybe you have created slightly delusional negative narratives about a situation or maybe you just don't feel good for a reason that you can't explain a lot of times when we start to realize these things of course the egoic mind loves to jump in and then judge ourselves for having unhelpful thoughts or not feeling good or not feeling our best. And what I have realized is that this mean voice gets even a little bit louder when you start consciously doing healing work because as you progress on your healing journey, like you're still going to have shit days. You are still going to have days where you don't feel good about yourself. You're going to have days where you don't have a lot of energy or a lot of creativity and maybe you just don't feel good and those are the days I notice when I am actually the hardest on myself now because I'm like well you have been working so hard to feel good I do not feel good you should feel good so instead of shoulding ourselves as I like to say instead of looking at myself and saying you should feel one way that is different than you feel right now instead of creating another narrative trying to force myself to feel a way that I don't feel in that moment instead 
I just simply start to accept that that is how I feel. And I really stop trying to pinpoint a reason or try to create a story because really that is what our egoic not self mind loves to do it loves to create narratives to associate certain feelings with certain patterns and certain thoughts to make sense of what the body is experiencing or make sense of what you are perceiving in your current reality so it all makes sense the mind obviously loves to form these connections and create these narratives but it's not always helpful because instead of refocusing our our energy on nourishing ourselves so that we can actually feel better instead we spend more energy trying to seek reasons as to why we don't feel good so what i am currently putting into practice is to just have full love and acceptance of myself no matter what it is that I'm feeling. If I am having a great day, I love me on that day. And if I am having a shit day and I don't feel good or I feel low energy or just don't feel like myself, I just feel kind of like cursed and low, I love and accept myself on those days too. And I'm not saying I'm perfect about this because I literally was just witnessing my not so nice internal dialogue a little bit earlier this evening but as i witnessed that as i learned to be okay with that from there i could then ask myself what i need so i am all about an inner child moment i treat myself like i would treat my 12 13 14 year old self i treat myself how i wish that i knew how to treat myself back then and honestly my not so smart and hot self acts like i did at 12 13 14 she's a moody bitch she's kind of a brat she doesn't want to do anything because she's too fucking tired and she's kind of lazy she's not all about it but the reason that she's kind of bitchy kind of bratty kind of moody kind of has an attitude problem is because she has needs that are not being met whether those are emotional creative physical body needs physiological needs the reason why that trauma inner child is coming out is because there has been something triggered and now there is a need that needs to be satisfied that needs to be taken care of so what are the things that i need when i am not feeling my best i check in with my body do i need a really nourishing plant-based meal do i need a cup of tea do i need to go for a walk Do I need to go move my body? If I am feeling low creatively, do I just need to do something creative to just get myself out of the rut? Do I need to create something that no one else is going to see? Do I need to create something just for the sake of enjoying it rather than needing to share it or to have some sort of work associated with it? When I don't feel so confident, what is the energy that I need to tap into? Do I need to go take a heels class? Do I need to say affirmations in the mirror? Do I need to do my hair and my makeup just for the sake of feeling pretty and feeling good in my body? 
whatever it is that I am experiencing, I ask that part of myself what it needs and I do my best to meet myself there. So for example, today I was feeling pretty low, didn't have a lot of energy or motivation and I knew that there were things that I wanted to get done this weekend. For example, recording a podcast, which I am so happy to be doing right now, obviously. But I wasn't feeling inspired. I was feeling stuck and I wasn't feeling that confident or like I felt worthy of getting on a microphone and sharing my advice or sharing my point of view and I asked myself what do I need to make myself feel better and really what I needed was to go to a dance class and I went to a heels class with my teacher Sabina who I actually did an episode with please go check that episode out it's called digging in with Sabina Lundgren and it's episode number 27 I believe so that is just a shameless plug for that episode but I went and took Sabina's class tonight and I knew my whole body my whole intuition knew that the second that I got there that would be the medicine that I needed and of course it was because Sabina is a light and every single time I go take her class it's exactly what I need and I'm so grateful for that and of course that is exactly what I needed to kind of get out of the rut that I was in but my egoic mind my stuck part of my mind the part of my mind that wanted to hold me back didn't want to go to that 8 45 p.m class but that is where being my own best friend came in and holding myself accountable to get my ass to that class knowing that the thing that is good for me may be the very thing that I am resisting in this moment. The thing that I need may be the last thing that I want to do right now. And it's really holding yourself accountable to get yourself over that slump. And it takes putting into practice this process to get more in tune with what your needs are and it really is a practice but when you break it down when you learn how to step by step take care of yourself and be there for yourself you gain so much power and so much agency over how you feel And when things get a little bit heavier or you're not feeling your best, you have a toolkit, you have your self-accountability and you have your own back, which is what being smart and hot is all about. So to reiterate, my three tips or my three-step process for being your own best friend are to start witnessing, create an awareness around your internal conversations, your thoughts, the conversations and the narratives that you are creating within yourself to then, as you start to witness them, be so kind to yourself through the process to not judge or shame or try to rationalize anything that's coming up even if that process seems repetitive it's not a linear process by any means and the body is going to remember over and over and over again so 
be kind to yourself and get into the habit of asking yourself what it is that you need and meeting yourself halfway. So as you start to center an awareness around your internal dialogue, around your thoughts, around your feelings, as you start to create this awareness, you also get closer to your intuition. And I always say that my intuition comes from me. So the quote-unquote self, the deep part of us that is this just loving awareness of everything that is happening around us. As you get closer to this self and you get closer to your intuition, you will be able to tune into your needs. And as soon as you have that awareness, you start to act on it. And you start to learn how to meet yourself halfway and have your own back when you need to be there for you. So really all of it comes down to mindfulness, to being self-aware and to knowing how to take care of our inner child. That's really what it's about. Being your own best friend is literally like babysitting your inner child all day long. And as much as it can sometimes feel like work, it's also the most beautifully healing thing ever. And I think that as smart and hotties, we all deserve to be our own best friend. We all deserve to know what it means for us to take care of ourselves and how to be there for ourselves. And yeah, I just wanted to share this little quick ranty episode with you guys. It is 1.11 a.m. as I am recording this. So hello, angel number. Um, but yeah, that's it for tonight's episode. I'm going to go to bed. I hope that you guys really enjoyed this. Um, I feel like I'm losing my brain, so this outro might not even make sense. But go follow me on Instagram at smartandhotnyc. Existing listeners, we are now smartandhotnyc. Before, my username was at I am smart and hot, but now it's smart and hot NYC. So go hang out on Instagram. We have journal prompts. We have spiritual funny memes. We have really cute reels. We have everything going on. I'm getting better at this whole Instagram thing. I'm getting better as in I'm doing my best and I'm learning as we go. But yeah, that's it for tonight's episode. I am going to go the fuck to bed, but If you made it this far, I just want you to know that I love you so much. I am sending you so much love and light. I am so grateful for you. And I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Good night.